Hi, hello, welcome everybody to the Boss Queens with Voices podcast. I'm your host, the Advice Queen, and this is season three. Yes, season three, episode two. And I'm going to be speaking today about grooming and the hypersexualization of our children. So, um, guys, before I get into that, I should have been joined today with um, a few other people. And unfortunately, as you can see, I'm by myself recording because nobody's turned up, which is okay, it's fine. But yeah, this, you know, this just ties into, you know, this whole season, what this season is about, which is, you know, the the whole silence, you know, the culture of silence within the Black community when it comes to, you know, speaking out against things that we just know are not right so you know um not to you know this isn't bashing anybody or anything of the sort but again as i say you know <coughs> sorry it ties into you know the whole factor of you know us choosing to remain silent or you know not even wanting to have a conversation about you know the things that we can see that are happening not only in a black community but as i said you know i predominantly you know, speak about the community that I come from. So yeah, in the black community, um, I know that, you know, grooming, hypersexualization it is right across the board. It's not just something that is happening in, within the black community, but, you know, it is something that me as a black woman wanted to touch on. So um, with that being said, um, what I'll do is I'll just give the definition which I always like to do so that we are on a you know straight path and we all know what we're speaking about and you know we have an understanding of what we're you know we're about to address so um grooming is the action by a pedophile or preparing a child for a meeting especially via internet chat room um, with the intention of committing a sexual offense Grooming is when someone builds a relationship, trust and emotional connection with a child or young person so they can manipulate, exploit and abuse them. Children and young people who are groomed can be sexually abused, exploited or trafficked. Anybody can be a groomer no matter their age, gender or race and that is according to the nspcc.org.uk. Hypersexualization. According to the digital age, the children to the children of the digital age, the org, sorry, it is the exposure to sexualized messages that children are absorbing every single day. It hits them through music, billboards, print media, the online world on their mobile phones or digital devices, including tablets and gaming consoles, through satellite and terrestrial TV, and also movies, as well as their interaction with their own peers and adults. So there's not just a, you know, one avenue of exposure here. There are multiple ones that afford immeasurable exposure to sexualized messages of varying levels of, of extremity. So I'm a bit dry, guys, because I'm just recovering from a cold, but you get the general gist of what grooming is and what hypersexualization is. So um, I will start with um, hypersexualization barely because I think that in this, in in some respect they sort of tie into one another in my view this is my view as I keep on saying I'm not a professional I'm just having my view so um as hyper um, sexualization states um you know it is something that is you know where children are being over um, exposed to you know sexualized messages whether that's from music because we know how the music videos are um sex cells we know this so and our children are exposed to it because there's no sort of um what would you say there's no controls when it comes to digital music because as we all know even being young you know maybe not so much in a digital age but there's always ways to go around to be able to download and watch these kind of um you know music videos listening to the lyrics, that sort of thing. So I think that is a big issue, especially with the music. And when I say especially with the music, this is not just, you know, um, one one root of music, if you want to say that it's 
right across the board. So from hip hop to dancehall music, you know, um, what do you want to call it? I don't know what they call that music. Is it grime? Whatever they call it. I don't know what these young people's music's called, but that music, it portrays a lot of over, you know, it portrays women and young girls, you know, we're sexualized. We, you know, most of the time we're half naked in these videos, you know, booty shaking, whatever, you know, it's just a, it's, it's a whole thing around, you know, women and their sexuality is what I'm trying to say. And if that's what is being shown to our children every day on the TV, you know, YouTube, um, various social media, I don't need to name all them out. You, you know what I'm talking about on social media, you know, the message, the, the, it's like subliminal messaging, isn't it? So every day the children are seen, whether it's, you know, little pop stars, that are teenagers, little teenagers that are on the TV, you know, dressed as grown adults, in my opinion, because, you know, when I was growing up, there was actually a differentiation between adults and children. Now, I think we all look the same. I don't think you can really differentiate, oh, she's a grown woman and she's an adult. That's another topic that I'm going to deal with. But going back to the messages that the children are receiving from you know the influencers, the 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 pop stars, the you know the the the, the movie shows. It's not a positive message that we're sending to our young, especially our young females, because what you're finding is that a lot of children are wanting to grow up before their time. They're wanting to wear certain clothes. They try, they're wanting to experiment with makeup, and I'm not saying that's totally wrong, but I'm saying in the context of what we're speaking about, we have to be mindful that these things are subliminal messaging to our children because if our children didn't see certain images portrayed, certain lifestyles, the way that certain artists dress and portray themselves, you know, our children wouldn't probably want to, you know, advance to doing certain things like wearing fingernails or getting their eyelashes or their eyebrows done and that sort of thing, you know, because I mean, I, I was a late bloomer anyway, you know, there's no hiding now, I was a late bloomer, but I didn't start experimenting with things like makeup and them sort of things until I was in, you know, my late 20s because it wasn't something that I was overtly interested in anyway, but also, I think that's also because I only saw my mother sort of, um, hi, Joy, you joined me. I only sort of saw my mother um, wear makeup and certain things when she was going out to, you know, functions and that sort of thing. So really and truly, I didn't grow up with that notion that I had to wear makeup or look a certain- Let me make up off the bed. So, um, sorry guys, um, I have been joined by one of my participants, um, so I'm going to just let her introduce herself and then we'll carry on with the conversation. Go mm -hmm. ahead and introduce yourself, please. I want to get my mic open. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Hi, good night, good night, good night, good night. Sorry, I am late. I was um, having technical issues and my daughter had to come and fix it, um, but I'm here. Great. So, Wagwan, how is everyone? Everyone's good. So um, unfortunately, as I was saying before, um, I did have four people lined up for today's discussion, but no one's joined. You're the first to join out of the four. So thank you for joining. But um, yeah, I was just um, speaking about grooming and hypersexualization. I explained from definition point what grooming is and what hypersexualization is. I'm pretty sure you do know what both terms are, but if you want me to go over it, I can. Yeah, if you could, um, I, I think I have an idea or perception of what I think they are. Let okay, me know. So the, I'll, I'll do the hypersexualization basically because I started on that topic. So the hypersexualization, according to um, childrenofthedigitalage.org, um, it is the exposure to sexualized messages that children are absorbing every single day. It hits them through music, billboards, print media, 
the online world on their mobile phones or digital devices, including tablets and gaming consoles through satellite and terrestrial TV and also movies. So um, as well as their interaction with their own peers and adults, there's also exposure to multiple immeasurable sexualized messages on varying levels of extremity through um, other avenues, as, as I just said. Yeah, so in a nutshell, you know, the music that the children are seeing on the TV, the way that the, you know, musicians, the artists, the actors, everybody basically in media is portraying this, you know, this overtly sexualization of women. So what I'm saying is that it's sending subliminal messages to our children because they in turn want to be, you know, they want to grow up before their time and they're not having time to sort of like, you know, go through the motions of life where they can make informed choices. They're sort of being bombarded with all these beautiful images, you know, women twerking all over the place, you know, people with, you know, different, that's been through surgery. So they've got these perfect bodies. So our teenagers are like looking for, you know, they're looking at these people as role models and in turn, it's sort of like, you know, even if you, even just apart from just the teenagers in that sense, even if you look at, when you when you're scrolling through social media, how many times do you see like, you know, say like a three year old, overtly dressed up, and you know they might have like thousands of likes, and I'm wondering to myself like, does a parent actually know that they're exposing their child to like, you know, in some cases not very nice eyes? Do you get what I mean? You there? Yeah, Jay? like see, yeah, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Uh... I've got a weird, I don't know how to say it, but I have varying different opinions on this um, from, I guess, different standpoints. Mm-hmm. I think that That's social media is now the biggest impression on, on young minds that there is mm-hmm. on young appearances. Um, I find that social media is the standard, I don't, not, not, not the wanted standard by us, but that is the standard that the young people are trying to uh, uh, mimic mm-hmm. or simulate. Yeah. And, I've, and I'm and I'm also concerned that the the hypersexualization that we're seeing put into the programs on the TV, the regular program that the average person would watch, the average child would watch, mm-hmm. even it's it's almost subtly, subliminally put into nearly everything that we watch. Right. And and why is that? And I think it's a systematic thing yeah. because they want that to happen. If you get what I mean. And that's why I said, for me, that the two tie into each other. I started with hypersexualization because I wanted people to have an understanding of where I was going. And I think it ties in with grooming because if you, if you, if you're able to make, as you said, make an impression on a young mind through social media that, you know, certain, you know, being sexy and these kind of things are acceptable, then surely if a person of the opposite sex starts to show them attention in a certain way it sort of like you know glorifies that I'm sexy kind of like thing does that am I making sense it's like if if I, if I, to me it's like if you're on the media every day and you're trying to look a certain way because you think that that is what is sexy and you know we know sex sells yeah it might be subliminal as you said it is subliminal it's not really it's out there but it's 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 is subliminal in catching the, the younger's mind, if that makes sense. Do you understand what I mean? Like, so when somebody now finds them online and starts to, you know, we see them, it as plain as day as it is, mm. like in layman's, it comes it comes glaringly at us because of our exposure already to life. Mm. But the child doesn't actually see that level of that that they don't see it as the way we see it. Mm-hmm. It can be very innocent to them but they they still want to be too big too quick and i think social mm-hmm. media is the reason for it mm-hmm. it is the reason no matter because... what we instill at home the, the school is also trying to push a child to be very old before their age and i think the same thing is happening um via the mediums that some people choose to have a lot of in their house like i personally don't have a mainstream tv mm-hmm. or um a sky package or a, a cable package or whatever you want to call it 
and I, I, I wanted my children to have more time to be them, mm-hmm. to develop themselves as Definitely. opposed to social media, developing them for them, mm-hmm. making them have to feel like they have to aspire to want to be like, or to, 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 to be, to be the, the same way it looks on, on social media. It's not mm-hmm. real. It's a fallacy to me. And I find that all of this <coughs> is glaringly too strategically placed if mm-hmm. that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah definitely I, I, I and I agree with that as well because as you said they're strategically placed you understand what I mean I remember in our days you couldn't even see I remember watching tv as a teenager and you wouldn't see someone like kissing or whatever before like I think it was at nine or ten o'clock in the evening I think it was at nine o'clock certain shows just didn't come on the watershed it was called you understand what I mean and I see some things now I don't know if it's because it's just like tv's like kind of evolved if that makes sense because you know you've got different avenues of tv like Netflix cable whatever but and you know shows are broadcasted at different times in different parts of the world that you might be watching at a particular time but I just found it strange like why all of a sudden everything's just subliminally you know swerving its way into just mainstream just normal daytime family time TV. because the, because the agenda the agenda has mm-hmm. changed the mm-hmm. whole agenda we've actually been oh we're old enough to see how tv has changed mm-hmm. how messages have changed 20 years ago we wouldn't see a black person and a white person kissing or interacting on the screen we mm. weren't allowed to see that it wasn't something we saw now we mm. can openly see that type of relationship where there's an interracial relationship or a biracial relationship and it's on the tv we weren't we didn't see that when we were yeah. growing up we, didn't ha- we yeah. barely had black representations on our tv <coughs> probably mm. i don't know you're you're similar to my age group so we had bill cosby and the, the cosby show yeah um, on a sunday evening mm-hmm. probably had uh Desmond. Love Thy Neighbor, which had the same black guy that's in EastEnders now was one in yeah. Love Thy Neighbor. And, and those were the only representations mm-hmm. of us on the TV. Mm-hmm. Now, to go back to your point, everything's sexualized now, even indirectly sexualized now. Like the Lil Nas and, and him pretending to be pregnant and the, the whole blur right. genderlessness right. Right. and sexualization and homosexuality and lgbt acceptance it's almost like heterosexual people are now not the norm we are no longer the norm right i just i feel like i've just watched a whole era of things change and gravitate Mm -hmm. and go to a different place Mm -hmm. and i think it's all part of the agenda i think it's all part of the same agenda i believe it is i agree with you i believe it is you know and you know that's why i say the grooming that's where I think the grooming part comes in do you understand what I mean because then yeah you know your children are open to pray in it because it's normalized that you know it's okay to be sexier you know at a young age and whatever so if it's okay to be sexy at a young age who are you being sexy for do you understand what I mean exactly yeah you know? so it's like normalizing you know the sexuality part of it with as I said women half naked on stage booty shaking I mean I know a lot of it is just innocent fun but at the same time people especially the musicians they need to know that they need to be accountable as well because when you go on stage and you you you, you have a certain persona a majority of the teenagers don't know that you actually live a different life does that make sense so you, you yeah, might they, come on they, stage like how children are unaware of alter ego at that point yeah you know Beyonce said it you know even Spice she tells people plainly like when when she's on stage she's Spice when she's out you know at home she's Grace Hamilton do you understand what I'm trying to say Beyonce said when she's on stage she's Sasha Fierce when she leaves stage she's whoever she is do you understand what I mean so you know but they don't want to take accountability role models they don't want to be they don't want to take accountability for the impression they have on some children Mm -hmm. i've heard them say this oh but i'm not a role model i don't profess to be a role model when you have certain younger people following you and doing things or mimicking you Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that you have a um you have a responsibility well yeah you do you do have a responsibility you do have a responsibility yeah 
You do. You it's do. just like a company has a corporate social responsibility to the community. So you have a corporate social responsibility to the community of people that follow you. Of course you do. How can you not? Well, this is the this is the argument that they keep having. And I keep saying to them, well, I'm sorry, but if they're spending their money on you and they're, they're highlighting you and supporting you, of course you have a, a responsibility to them. You mm-hmm. have. And you have children. Nine, nine, nine out of ten of the people we're talking about have children. Right. So the same thing they wouldn't want for someone else's child is something they shouldn't want for their own. And you hear a lot of artists even say, I don't allow my children to listen to my music. I've heard artists say that, you know. Yeah, exactly. My children don't watch my movies. Do you understand what I mean? Or, you know, that kind of thing. So that means that you've totally taken away the responsibility from yourself. But you're, you're happy. You're happy to spew the, you know, bullshit onto other people's children but your children children right right i don't get it you know and without taking any accountability for it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and and i think even like going to the grooming thing i think that we this is something that happens in even you know as i said i'm i'm about my community you know because i can speak about my community because that's what i know and that's what i see and even within our own community like we don't really we don't really identify, we wouldn't really identify with, you know, these kind of strong words like hypersexualization and and grooming, but it is actually a thing in our community, heavy, especially. Of course it is, a big thing in our community. You get what I mean? A, the silence, the silence of, of, of this happening in our community is a big thing in our community. It's almost mm-hmm. become second nature to know that we've got pedophiles and people that would, would hypersexualize or, or, or look at children in a certain way and we don't say anything about it. But we even, I mean, a lot of us even do it with as mothers, you know, when I say hypersexualization, because we dress up our children a certain way, you know, and it's like... Well, I was funny. Funny you say that. Mm-hmm. My children were not allowed to show their midriff. Mm-hmm. They were not allowed to show their navel. Samara, even now, as 19-year-old child experimenting with fashion and changing mm-hmm. stuff, she still predominantly doesn't show her navel because right. of something I showed her mm-hmm. I said well I would prefer you not to show your stomach your navel and your your cleavage I, I it's just something I know your friends are dressing like this but it's something I want you to understand and this is the reason why and I went into some um kind of I I think I used the Muslim faith as at that point to try and draw mm-hmm. reference to why they cover mm-hmm. their women and why it's, it's something that you should do I'm not saying you should cover everything but something should but be then even, even in saying that not to cut you going back to the um, Islamic faith yeah it's true because you know if you if you are having your assets out on display you know your sexy parts as what you know people deem as sexy then you're leaving yourself open for people to look right oh well this is a sticky part people can't people can't say oh somebody shouldn't look at a child yeah we know morally somebody shouldn't look at a child but look at a child. people are still gonna look right yeah well, they are. whether people are gonna look in disgust with whether they're gonna look with oh how cute or they're gonna look lustfully whatever the case is people are gonna look so gonna look you understand yeah. what i'm trying to say so why would you do it why would you do you understand what i mean and mm-hmm. the, the one that's I've, the the trend that I've noticed, you know, for myself, why I even said I was going to do this topic, apart from somebody suggesting it to me, well, someone suggested the grooming, and I thought the hypersexualization, so I put them together because I've been noticing this thing on social media quite regular now, like over the last few months, where there's babies that are just like dressed up like, you know, like maybe like one year old, eighteen months, two year old, and they dressed up sort of provocatively. I don't like and it with the, with the, with the belly skin top on and the hair. I've seen yeah. them and the little hairbands and the little hat and the little handbag, and it's like, why? I don't get it. I understand that you want your child to be pretty or whatever, and you can do that. You can do that. Nobody's saying you can't do that. But when there's like three hundred thousand people liking that picture I don't think that that's right do you understand what I'm trying to say because you don't know you're them 300,000 people you're opening you, exactly and you're opening your children to potential pedophilic stalking and do you understand what oh, I'm saying yeah, you don't know who's yeah. going to screenshot that picture 
You don't, you just don't know, innit? It. Do you understand what I mean? Exactly. And I just think that it's quite, I don't know where people's mindset is that it's like, why are you parading your baby? I mean, I don't know. I think I'm just, maybe I'm just weird because You're I didn't not weird. even want to. You just even... got a, a level of protection about you when, in, in the, the journey that we've had and the way that we see life, we don't put our child in a position to be more vulnerable than they are already vulnerable. Right. And that's what I think. True. I agree. Because it's like, why? Yeah, I agree on that one, definitely. So maybe that's why I don't see how other people don't see that certain things is a problem. No, because they you only know? see one side of it. Yeah. They see the exposure and the fame and the influencer and maybe getting likes and monetized. Mm. But do you see the vulnerability? <laughs> the whole spectrum of how <laughs> vulnerable you are now making your child. I don't think they do. Seriously, I don't think they do because, yeah, it's it's one second. Mhm. It's a lot, and even in the grooming, talking about the grooming aspect, like as I was saying, this is something that literally happens in our community because. Whether it starts off like, you know, giving you a little money to buy sweets and then they're watching you because you've got a little bum and you've got a little breast. And then, you know, it just it just it, it transpires from that. And then, you know, as soon as you're like of a certain age, yeah, you might not be looking at girls that are under the legal term, but you're still looking at babies. They're still kids. Do you get what I mean? So a lot of people do it in the guise of, oh, yeah, they're mature. I've seen grown-ass men, like, in their 40s, like, dating, like, 16, 17, 18-year-olds. Like, I, I, can't, I can't attest to. I don't agree with. Even when they try it. to justify it, there is no justification in my eyes. There is none. I had to say to one one time, like, do you understand that that's, like, younger than your, ja- your child? He's like, yeah, they- she's more mature. What? You've made her. They'll always try to justify pedophilic behavior. How would you feel with your daughter? No, that couldn't be my daughter. What? So you're happy to exploit somebody else's child, but you you, you wouldn't want your child to be exploited. This is why, no matter what dad says, no matter my relationship with my father, I will always look up to him. Because my dad says, I will never date a woman who is younger than my eldest child. Wrong. And my eldest sister's almost 50. That's wrong. I you think. understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, that means I you mean, never date a girl who's younger than your children. Listen, I ain't got nothing to say when you pass the age of 50 and them ages there. I ain't got nothing to say as long as you're not going and being a pedophile. So if a, if a grown-ass man at the age of 60 wants to date a 40-year-old or a whatever even that kid i mean you've seen the, the one in america with this i, I mean 18 year old girl with a ones. Yeah, year old husband i mean how did that even happen this where is, are her parents well i mean it's not even where i mean i'm just yeah where's her parents i'm confused apparently the mom used to date him as well so he was a godfather what? yeah the mom was dating him he was a godfather i don't know how she ended up being <laughs> yeah so there's speculation now that if her child is his, so what? that's a whole nother kind of worms. But this is how grooming happens. You know, grooming is not something that, you know, some stranger. I mean, I'm not saying strangers don't groom kids. Yeah, they do through computer games, you know, all sorts of things. But I'm saying a lot of the time, sometimes it's the little fucking pedophile in your house. Do you understand what I mean? The little yeah. uncle or the little boyfriend that you don't even know where he came from that's sizing up your kids do you understand what I mean <clears throat> this is why <clears throat> when people say to me joy you're strange about relationships and stuff and how I um live in my house and the way I am and I say I chose to have children and they have a right to feel safe right. wherever I live mm-hmm. now 
my relationship with someone doesn't have to come into my house. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to any, have anything to do with my children, to be All honest. Right. And maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. I don't no, know. I agree. But other than the children who I've had fathers with, my children don't need to have a relationship with any man, whether I'm deciding to have a frivolous relationship, whether I'm in a relationship of of, of what I call stature and tenure. I'm not interested in merging those lines. I don't I don't see why. There has to be even even within qualification, because mm-hmm. we say, Oh, you have to a man has to qualify before I introduce him to my youth. But we've already seen examples of men that would they, people would say qualified and been in a relationship with these women for, hun- for well not so hundreds but you know <laughs> a long period of time and they turn out to be the person that wants to to, mm-hmm. to groom their you and Woody Allen and these prime examples of okay. men that had children with women and, and and adopted children and then ended up with these children and I, mm-hmm. I just how do you get from a point of calling that child your daughter to the to, to wanting to sexually right. have a relationship that with that same from long time long time mm-hmm. you've been long sizing time. her from long time and you know giving her a little money to go and get her little groove on you know go buy yourself something nice go 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 out with your friends go get your hair done you understand what i'm trying to say not knowing that all along he's all he's doing is just fattening the bloody cow yeah yeah fattening the cow yeah. I'm waiting to part. Don't, don't like that. I don't like that. That's the part that's alarming, majorly alarming for me. And I'm gonna. I'm never gonna stop saying it. That type of thing there, I can't. I can't get my head around. And this allowance of women and this justification by so many women within our community, when some man does something to a child, they believe. Okay, let me go back a bit. In me, the way I am, if my child or any other girl or boy comes to me and says to me someone has sexually harassed them the the instant thing to do for me would be to investigate what the child said not to to defend the man and tell the child to shut up and Mm -hmm. nothing never happened Mm -hmm. and I find there's too many black women in our community that do that yes 100 percent because they don't they listen this is first time that people don't want to be um accountable so that's why people will say, oh, that didn't happen. Get out of here. Don't say this. Don't say that. You're, you're, you're spreading lies because what it is, is if your child comes to you to tell you that they're being sexually abused, you have to be accountable because it's your child. You have to be accountable. How did you allow your child to get into that position to be sexually abused or whatever the case right. may be? So because right. you don't want to accept accountability, you dismiss what the child has to say, and that's just flat across completely wrong. I would say seventy percent of our community. That's how it is. Do you understand? There's only a few wrong. people that are gonna be like, "Wow, he's a pedophile. He did this. He did that." Look at this lady that's doing historical um, sexual abuse case in Lambeth. Who? Um, Philip Afua Rose. Yeah. Well, yeah. Majority of these people that are speaking now, they were children. They were teenagers. They were like younger than some of our children. Do you understand? Yeah. Like they're only having the guts to come out and speak now, 30, you know, some 30 years, 20 years later, because why? They were shut down. Nobody wanted to listen to them. Do you understand? Cause, everybody cause we have these, we have the, these everybody feared the person that was the, the perpetrator and everybody just kept it under the carpet. Everybody knew what was going on in the community. Everybody knew. No one can say that they grew up in Brixton and didn't know what was going on. Do you get it? Wow, yeah. And it's like everybody knew. Same shush culture that's in our family, in our in our in our genetic build-up to just be in our, yeah. Don't say nothing. Don't, don't and then like what it. happens, we just end up having communities and communities filled with traumatized people, isn't it? You know, yeah. And then, and then we yeah. wonder why they, we have so much hatred within ourselves and do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. And no one trusts no one because of these kind of things. Because if you couldn't even be safe in your home, you understand? If the people that were supposed to be your caregivers couldn't even keep you safe, then what's your chances on trusting the world? I say And this is, this is the reason why I, I, a lot of people say that, you know, there's so much dysfunction within our community and they can't, they can't find the foundational point for 
the dysfunction and this this a lot of the time this is it and I'm not just saying you know and, and a sticky thing is everyone associates grooming and um you know over sexualization with regards to a big man and a young girl no sometimes within our our community there's even these big women women do I looking at these young boys and talking mm-hmm. about what wait till he gets older and they want to and I look at this and, you, and I'm looking at and I've, had, like, I've had I've had a lady say, say to me that's not very much younger than me she's younger than me but she's not very much younger than me and she's asked me before like would I be vexed of her if she talked to my son like what what your big boy is she having a laugh are you for real I know he's big and all that and he's yeah. a man now but you watched him grow up you probably wiped his yeah. Like, why would you even consider do you understand what I mean so yeah man that's what i'm saying there's women in the community that i like that as well there is a size up liquor boys and yeah man i'm not feeling it and i was one i could actually speak from experience Mm -hmm. going to school in my school uniform and the man them on the front line outside the bookies were trying to look me in my school uniform and my rolled up skirt and my knee high socks Mm -hmm. when you think about it, it it it's something that happens all the time that's what i'm saying it's not nothing new and we can all attest that there was a big man that used to give us little change. Do you understand what I mean? You know, you could just go up and roll up on him because, you know, he was eyes in you. He probably didn't do anything, touch you or anything like that. But you just know that just your presence, you could go and get a little thing from him. You know, whether you smoked a little weed or whatever, you could get your little weed because of your little cigarettes because you couldn't physically go in a shop and buy this shit because you was underage, but he would give it to you. Do you understand what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. a lot of that happened in a community. I'm not going to be going like, stunt like, uh-uh, this never happens. And no, no, it happens. And it happens regular. And it's yeah. only, uh, it's only a handful of, I would say, if you're doing ratio, like out of a hundred percent, I would say only 30% of women actually escape that path of grooming that turns into sexual abuse. And wow. I'm throwing it out there because that's the, it's real shit because that's how it starts. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I've had yeah. myself in problems with an older guy before because you chose to give me your money and now because you're not getting what you want, you would have set your baby mother on me. But I didn't ask you for anything. Yes. You know I mean? yeah. So that's a form of grooming. Yeah. You understand what I'm trying to say? So when you yep. get nothing in return now, you want to get hostile. And in some cases, I said, women have probably been raped sexually abused it's the truth some of them are some of them are dead look at the ones in the caribbean of late you well, know what i mean a, a woman take a man things and the man just lay with her and kill her and him down because she him not get to shit way more so, my my father and my mother i learned these things i always have your own money mm-hmm. i always have your own things so i was hyper independent anyway so it was hard for a man to try and flash me out and because i was always, trying to always say a is- worker and used to things Mm-hmm. that kind of never worked for me mm-hmm. but when I was younger 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 I used to say yo come and I gear draw weed and this and that and that used to make you feel I don't know like special like you were getting something that you really needed yeah do you so know you... what I mean and then when it came down to when when they what they were giving it to you for wasn't because you liked smoking weed or you liked that particular I don't know what was it, the drink at the time baby shampoo whatever it was at the time mm-hmm. but it was because they always wanted something in right. in return mm-hmm. always it was never made. i know that I, 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 growing up i was militant in it because i came from that background in it my mom spoke about them things that if someone tries to touch you my mom had them conversations with us do you understand what i'm trying to say <clears> so <throat> i grew up militant anyway so i went about that even in even even when you're thinking about even playground if 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 there was any boys listening that was in my era, they will tell you they didn't bother to chase me when it was kiss chase because you're not going to get no fear. Yeah, because I was, I was, they, I'm I was gonna fight. So no one ain't chasing me. I'd just be running around the playground by myself having my own fun because no one ain't chasing me. Do you understand what I mean? But as I said, that was because my mom had them conversations with us, isn't it? Do you understand? So if anything like that probably did transpire, they probably wouldn't have felt too scared to tell my mom if that makes sense yeah she's already had them you understand what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. so again i think you know a lot of the responsibility falls on us as mothers 
and fathers as a community that we have to educate our children to know like you know especially our young ones coming up that listen don't make no man trick you do you understand what I mean don't make no man to come to his yard to come and collect no money do you understand what I'm trying to yeah. say yeah don't make no yeah. one tricky like that so we have to be the ones speaking from our experience to know that this shit is real my daughter so i'm glad my daughter's accustomed to things it was very it would be very hard for a man to try and do that to her like now and i'm glad because maybe it's because i got to see certain things and feel certain things that i made it so she never got tricked by mm-hmm. these type of things because like you said it's a way of them luring you in and giving mm-hmm. you that sense of reassurance before they pounce and give you what they want. Because yeah. some people... And that sense innocent, of security, innocent. making you feel like, you know, they have your back, you know? Yeah, back. you know? Right. That's right. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I'm glad that my daughter didn't have that type of thing mm-hmm. going up. Even though there's other issues, you know, with social media taking with influence on, on the nowadays children. But to be I'm honest, you see, even didn't. with me and my children, I kind of recognised certain things in it so I think I made a conscious decision to sort of like take myself out of that world when my children was at a certain age if that makes sense yes, yes. You know what yes. I mean? because I used yeah. to do all the little parties with my kids and dress them up and all of that stuff and I made a conscious decision I, I don't remember exactly when but I do remember making a conscious decision that you know what I'm not having my kids on the front line no more my kids are going to be at home. My kids are going to be sheltered. I'm going to, you understand what I'm trying to say? Because yeah. I think because I knew that I had been exposed to so much in life so soon. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Don't regret any of my life. Never did, never will. But if I could make it a bit safer for my kids, do you understand you what I'm trying to say? then that's, that was my duty to do, isn't it? Um, and I think I took it to a bit of an extreme where I sort of like, lock them down too long but <laughs> do you understand what I mean I just <laughs> no we're not doing this do you get what I mean we're doing school yeah well um, everyone education. says I'm very closeted because I was a social butterfly and I was always here there and everywhere Me too. and my children didn't really go here there and everywhere mm-hmm. um and I think it worked better for me because they had more memorable experiences and we take them more planes we've been to more places yeah, as opposed like, to yeah. doing the, that type of thing Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying they can't, it's not going to happen to them or it can't happen to them. I'm not trying to paint that type of picture. But like you said, our experiences made us then draw back and try to break that cycle mm-hmm. and draw them away. For Even if we drew them away and kept them away too long in right. our eyes, we still did something actively mm-hmm. to change the cycle. Mm-hmm. Definitely. To and, not allow them to be exposed. And even in, even in changing my own children... Yeah, which is funny because you remember when you're growing up and you and you have your friends, your friends also have children, right? Yeah. And the influence that I put onto my children inspired other children, if that makes sense. I have children that call me all the time and say, Auntie Esther, I'm so glad that you was like this or you did this or you was, you know, you was always nice, you know, but you was a, you know, no woman. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? That's what I get, yeah. All different mothers that say that to me, that call me, you know, regular, they call me to, you know, have a chit chat or whatever. And they always say that, you know, out of all of the mothers, you kind of like had your head screwed on. Do you get what I mean? And I, it wasn't that I had my head screwed on because I was scatty as well, but I recognize that I can't allow my children to be exposed to the world, innit? Especially having three daughters. You knew the world didn't have nothing I mean? to give them. Yeah, you understand what I mean? The world ain't got oh. shit to give them, man. Mm-hmm. And even in relationships as well, like I, I actively haven't had a man in my house for the last 12 years, but I've had relationships. Okay, I've had little fling or whatever you want to call it, you but know? no one's lived in my house for... I even come through my door. I am, and that's years. on God. No, I, don't have, I don't entertain men here. I don't. Because... People say I'm weird, but I don't entertain them here. I my bedroom I share with my nine-year-old yeah. daughter. If you know, I don't if have you... time. No. I don't have to you for a while understand you know your ways and 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 I think anyway my children are at the age that I just happily I'm happy to wait for them to move on you know out of the nest and then resume yeah. their life you get me there's until no, there's then, no rush no fuss in it yeah do you understand what I mean but yes yeah, uh, yeah there's no rush there's no fuss to this 
Mm-hmm. We're just we're just taking it one day at a time right. and knowing that we're trying to keep our children away from unnecessary exposure, and that's it. Because right, because for me, like you said, your your house, mm-hmm. your house, to me has to mimic the 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 sense of heaven. You know, mm-hmm. we know heaven and hell is a state of mind. It's not a place. Yeah. House has to be heaven. Your house has to be secure. Your mm-hmm. child must feel at total peace within right. your home. And I'm not bringing no man to make my girl children feel like they're not at total peace to walk around in their knickers and their panty or do whatever they, they do. do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Comfort in their house. Without having so some that's just my thing. Them. Yeah. And and, and 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 to be honest, I I am I'm not saying I can't be in a relationship. I want a relationship. I'm not saying I don't want that. I have wants and needs just like any other woman. But my wants and needs don't surpass my children's wants and needs. And a lot of women within our community always put men before their children's wants and needs. And we see it too often. And we've witnessed that for so long. We mm-hmm. wouldn't want to be that type of woman. We chat that type of woman. We don't like that type of woman. So why would we want to indirectly be that type of woman? Mm-hmm. And that's on. That's just like word. That's just gospel. You get me. And no one is painting a you know holier than thou you know image or whatever. This is just reality. You know, this is what I live by and stand by. You get. What I mean, I don't trust anybody like that when it comes to my kids. Do you get what I mean? Right. So, Esther, let's be honest. You don't trust people and I don't trust people. We, we and you discussed this. Mm-hmm. Not to, to stray off topic, mm-hmm. but we don't trust people. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we've been done bad by people. People we've trusted have done us bad, so it's, we, we're okay to be reserved with our trust. I find I'm, I, I'm, I'm quite fine reserved with my trust. You have to earn that shit. Yeah, bro. Trust me, and in the process, I'll probably drive you crazy first. Anyway, so only the only the strong survive. No, I'm survive. <laughs> <laughs> um, duh, I'm still recovering, guys. But you know, I couldn't leave the podcast another week because yeah, people don't want to hear the things then. But yeah, so um, what do you what do you, what have you got anything that you'd like to say to wrap up? Well. In terms of what we could be doing better or how okay, we can raise the let's awareness. Start with resolution. We always find a problem. You always, we always say this when we're speaking. Mm-hmm. We can identify a problem, but what's the point of identifying an issue right. without find, finding out either the root cause? In fact, no, both. We need to find out the cause mm-hmm. and find a resolution to the problem. So the we resolution the to the problem is call out these dirty people that I think it's okay to look at little kids. You get what I mean? And we have to understand that even some people that might think that, yeah, she's over age, but you're twice her age, you need to be called out because you've been looking at her way before she got to the age of consent. So you are a secret one of them. Yeah. yeah. So I, think, I think it's awareness because speaking to our children um raising awareness within the community that you know certain things is not acceptable holding artists accountable do you understand what i'm trying to say so like yourself you work with certain artists tell them to do a little five minute blog to say you know don't mimic what i do you know go to school and do this you know do the right thing but you know that's just my opinion isn't it and you were saying i can't remember my train of thought where where did i go what did I say before? You said um, basically resolutions rather than just yeah. about the problem. The resolution, we found the problem. We know there's certain problems about us hiding and keeping things hush-hush and allowing these predators to be predators, allowing them free reign. Some of them are in influential positions. Some of them get these positions and people are afraid to call them out. Do mm-hmm. you understand? I, don't, I feel like we need to stop living in fear is one point. And another thing is we need to stop this, this culture of silence within the African and the Caribbean communities. And I find that's prevalent within, even in the Asian communities, there's a mm-hmm. silence code. Mm-hmm. Can't speak code. Mm-hmm. We need to stop it because we're damaging the youth of tomorrow. 
Let me sorry, the adults of tomorrow being the youth of today. Mm-hmm. We need to stop being quiet about that type of thing. We need to be open and honest and speak about it. We need to have outreach back in the communities. They've taken away all our funding. We allow them and their system. We have enough people in our, in our communities to be able to put one pound, one pound together to create a hub for us to have a safe haven for these people to be able to go and speak if they need to, to go and find people to speak to, not necessarily social services, which is a systems plan, the systems thing in place. Mm -hmm. And that is in place to break down the nucleus black family and to break us down. We don't necessarily need them, but we need maybe more black counselors, more black um, life coaches, more black people who are approachable and are willing to maybe put on outreach work, places people people can go to speak about these things because i bet you any money this shit is still going on within our community now 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 just the same way it was going on when we were young and people are still hush hush about it i don't believe that i don't believe we should be quiet about things like this at all because damaged children become damaged adults right that's all right that's all i like that and i think we're gonna wrap up on that one um i will just put out there that um afwa underscore speak 69 on instagram she is actually starting an outreach for women young people that have been affected by sexual abuse rape and that kind of thing so you can check her out and also um there's a lady on um instagram that deals with domestic violence um i just can't remember her name right now i'm so done but yeah, I'll put her in my um deep in my um in the description box anyway. So those are two people that if anybody that's listened to this podcast may want to um reach out to someone within the community with you know that looks like us and a safe place to speak, then um you can just hit them up. I'll leave the um their details in the um description box. So guys, um thanks for tuning in again this week. And we will see you next week where I'm going to be talking about domestic violence. Next week, I'm getting into domestic violence. So don't forget to tune in. Stay safe, stay blessed. And as usual, like, share, subscribe. And tune in next week. Bye, guys. Bye.